Welcome to the Fatty Z Musky Podcast. I'm Andy. Joining on the phone, I have Vance. Good evening. Good evening. And I have Todd. How are you, Todd? Doing fine. How are you, Andrew? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. Good. And Vance? All good? Uh, I'm good. I'm just stretching the back. Stretching the... What, there you go. What would you do to to get all tightened up? Sitting on the couch? <laughs> no. Watching Oprah? I'm getting... I'm getting old. Uh, okay. <laughs> Explain <laughs> this to me, youngling. Things are just catching up with me. I was very hard on my body, you know, and I still am. So uh, I yes. just have, like, chronic bad back. Chronic yeah, bad I, back. That was, if I, if I was a general in the Army way back when, I would be Reginald Bad Back III. <laughs> <laughs> was it from shoveling all the snow recently uh i actually did shovel some out of my boat yeah what's okay wait isn't your boat in the garage no no it's not i just uh didn't you build a special bay for the boat yeah but like i've just been leaving it on the uh on the driveway because I don't feel like doing anything to it at the end of the day, like taking the bimini down and stuff like that. So I just leave it in there, take the rods out, lock the compartments, and it stays out of the way. Can it get done up the truck? No, I just like uh, jackknife it. So oh, you can get it. You can get it. It's out. a real eyesore for the uh, the neighbors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so I think I and, a picture of on and then sometimes of the dog walking. That's the way you park it. So Lori, has well, to park like, him yeah, we, no, we can still <laughs> we can still get out. It's you can't. Just, okay. You have to drive in the grass just a little bit. Man, that doesn't sound. <laughs> that sounds so much less inconvenient than just putting down the bimini. No, it is like it's it's a lot nicer, man. <laughs> to drive in the grass, jackknife it, and unhook it. Oh yeah. On on a driveway that like <laughs> if if you started like if it was icy in your driveway and you started sliding at the top, you would be in the road. There would be no stopping on the incline. Correct. Even though it was supposed to be a flat driveway. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay, so interesting. So you had lots of snow in your boat. Yeah. Tons of snow in the boat over the last two days, yes. And and shoveling it, why did you shovel it? Uh, I shoveled it because I wanted to um, see this new flooring that I got. Okay. You, you wanted to play around with it in the ice and the snow. I, cause I, well, the only... I wanted to see its durability, you know. Okay, so you're, te- so you're hitting it with a shovel? So I took the, the, you know, three or four inches of snow and whatever, and I just threw it out and then... Uh, to see what it would see how see how this new flooring would uh, react. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say, I'm like, if 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 you weren't going to go fishing in this, and the boat's on an incline, I just kind of like open up the the bilge or or something, and when you're driving to your next spot, all the water would go out. I mean, it certainly would, but why when you could shovel the it? incline, <laughs> it it would. Well, I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to see this this floor durability it nice. hit like all the seasons 
Okay, all the seasons in in forty eight hours. In forty eight yeah. hours, it's supposed to be eighty. I I was just I was just about to say that I saw that we we're going to get back in the eighties. It was twenty two degrees this morning driving to work. Yeah, it's been weird. I mean, this is an early start to the season, and I just remember last year being either really consistent, bad, or really consistent, like nice we're done with winter and uh it's just been like uh winter for a week summer for a week then winter for a week and now we're back to winter again yeah (laughs) so that that that's that lends to like really weird uh weird stuff happening when we're on, on the water and, and guiding and stuff like that, you know? Um, but it certainly is like a huge smack in the face when you try to like, uh, titrate off of bait making season into, uh, being on a boat all day for the rest of the year. it's like, yeah, you're back. By the way, it's not going to be pleasant. Well, I mean, it was kind of weird looking out and seeing snow the last two days. And I'm like, oh, so this is what February feels like. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I would say that this is probably like the, the latest in a while that you could have like something that you could count in inches wise on from a snow dumping. Like yep. it, it, it usually was done uh, these last couple years. And uh, yeah, just makes for a miserable time you cancel trips uh when you see that the uh you know early news says that roads are hazard yeah yeah tractor trailers are trip are just completely flipped over and i'm like yeah that would be you know that would definitely be something that i would do so i'm just gonna flipping <laughs> tractor trailers well, the, I could just like I'm like yeah, that would something would happen there. I mean, yeah. I could I could see my boat going. Yeah, okay, but the, you got to be realistic here because because how the how the like the cards fall for Vance is like you'll get like in a crazy wreck or something. The boat comes off the trailer and lands in a pond, and everything <laughs> is fine. <laughs> like you just so happen to like have to go to the landowner and be like, hey, can I back up and get this boat? And they're like, hey, are you Vance? You're like, yeah. You're like, I'm booked a charter for you tomorrow. And you're like, oh, small world. And then you just like, it's like the ending of like an old 80s sitcom. Everyone's smiling and the music's cued. (laughs) Yeah. Much better on on water than land. (laughs) But the other thing that I noticed was like on my trailer and in this, it's the same trailer as Todd's. My brakes are con- like constantly squealing. And the only way that I can get that to like stop doing it, those surge brakes like seem like they kick in a lot is like if I hammer it down on the gas, so it releases it. Does that make any engineering sense to you? Kind of, but it could also, what makes a lot more sense to me is I've been in the truck while you drive. Dude. (laughs) Yeah, they shouldn't be. Yeah, they shouldn't be. It's like that thing's too tight, but I mean, like this new 
The other ones you can like make some adjustments. I don't know what you'd do with this. Well, okay. I mean, have you ever like at a slow, like at a slow pace, maybe like doing 20 miles an hour or something or like coming out of a stop sign and you hear your brakes go and then you get up to speed and it stops. Yeah. Like if it's a down, like if you're facing downhill a little bit, you know, like down here, the first turn I take after I get down to the four way there. It's mm-hmm. always that brake is always on a little bit because the boat is pushing a little bit, you know, because you're okay. coming down a hill. Uh, yeah. So, okay, Vance, do you do you understand how the surge brakes work? Yes. Okay. So for Just those of those in. who don't, it's it's a lot of it's very common on boat trailers. These what's called a surge brake, and the surge brake is not activated by plugging in, you know, the the big plug-in in the back of the truck, so whatever, the 9 nine pin or whatever it is, um, to where, like, if you're pulling, like, a flatbed with, you know, whatever equipment on it, um, those are just, like, uh, you know, electric brakes. This is, like, a closed system. Generally, it's hydraulic. Um, disc brakes seem to be a lot very common versus the drum brakes that you see often with the electric controlled brakes. So, and this is a whole sealed system. So what happens is you're driving along and when you hit the brake with, you, you, you apply the brakes in the truck. And if you had no brakes on the trailer, the trailer then in theory is pushing your tow vehicle because it needs to slow down through the brakes on the, the tow vehicle mm-hmm. with surge brakes. When you hit the brakes, the trailer tries to push the tow vehicle, but the the where the ball latches, like the receiver coupler, it slides a little bit. Let's just say it slides an inch, and when it in the slide action there, it it pushes the master cylinder that applies the brakes to the back. So the the pressure of the boat pushing against the tow vehicle actually apply, applies its own brakes through that action. So mm-hmm. like what Todd was just saying is if you're at a, an intersection and the boat's uphill from you, the gravity is putting the brakes on the boat. So until you mm-hmm. kind of get it to where there is no force of that boat pushing against the ball or the tow vehicle, there's going to be some amount of brake brake drag. Okay. And then I also uh, theorized that this was happening because of my beautiful jackknife on my on the incline of my uh, driveway. Well, yeah. probably when you because it's going to bypass, so you can back up. I mean, yeah, uh, it is. And then, like, I mean, so, but as soon then, as you like, take off, it's push, it's it's pushing really hard. I'm sure it's pushing hard but, in that truck in your driveway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, like, when I go to put it in drive, I just can, like, coast out of there very fast, and it starts to just go, and then as soon as I get get up to, uh, like I said, if I give it, like, one good flooring, I I hear the surge brakes kind of that inch sliding backwards, and then it it does pretty well. So it's staying, yeah, it just pushed on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So to explain what Todd meant by like the block off or the shut off. So surge brakes are great because 
you know, there's nothing connected to the car. You don't have to worry about, you know, ground wires and any of that stuff. But then the problem comes when you need to go in reverse. So if you're going to reverse the trailer and the trailer doesn't move, you know, like you got to have some oomph to move the trailer in reverse, you're actually applying the brakes. And it sounds dumb. It can actually like stop your car. Like the brakes are like that good when you're trying to push. So to overcome that, there is a flat five connector. Most people are familiar with the flat four, the four pin connector on a standard small trailer. The fifth wire actually ties into the reverse lights of your tow vehicle. So the flat five, when you put it in reverse, the juice from the reverse lights activates a solenoid to block off the brakes. Okay. So it, 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 it sends a, a shut off. It shuts off the ability for the receiver to put pressure to the brakes. And that's how you can reverse is it. It's just a solenoid shut off. Um, I've had with my Crestliner when I had the, um, surge brakes on that. Sometimes if I had the brakes partially loaded and then throw it in reverse. So like I stop and there's, you know, some force on it and it never like relaxed, put it in reverse. It kind of held the pressure. Like Mm -hmm. it never bled that off and I would fight it. Like it just wouldn't go away. I'd have to pull forward. Throw it in reverse. Like, wait till everything kind of relaxed. Put it in reverse. I give it a couple seconds and then go. Um, That would be one thing, but that that could be happening if there was something, you know, in store there. But if since you're hooking it up in your driveway, which I just made the joke is very steep, I, I, I could see how the, the, the brakes would want to drag just having, okay. just being there. And then, you know, they could be grippy a little bit. It sat outside. You just took it in the... You know, you just took it out of the water. Things could be have mm-hmm. a flash of rust on them, and I, I nice snow. Snow, absolutely. That's moisture. Um, yeah. So I mean, I don't think that's anything out of the realm of, you know, crazy. Okay. I was just wondering if I was, you know, a hard on something right out of the gates already. Well, and you also drive like a maniac. I do not drive like a maniac, dude. <laughs> you like choked on a fucking do- oh, excuse me, whoops. You choked on a donut like once. <laughs> I saw an opening and I had to go. <laughs> Nine, you're fine. Ten, you're mine. <laughs> oh, that was the greatest. You were sweating. You're like, are you nervous? And you had like that <laughs> crazy app going where it like showed dead animals on the road. <laughs> oh, ways. <laughs> okay, that's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Was that correct? And I'm like, what? So you got to like pay attention to this app more than driving. <laughs> it is very uh, distracting. It's it's counterproductive. Yeah, and then I also have like. 3,000 miles worth of Vance's front tires in my driveway from him like turning the wheel at a dead stop, backing his boat into the pole barn this week. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't look good. I opened the door, and um, what we're talking about is we, we had Vance's aqua traction and uh, flooring put in his boat, and Vance brought it over to my place because my boat was done as well. Um. And 
you know, you were you were you were approaching at a crooked, just crooked to begin with. And I'm like, I told mm-hmm. I told Nick, I'm like, hey, watch watch this. I'm like, Vance is gonna hit this. <laughs> it's just like That's really like, nice. I was like rooting <laughs> for you and you're like all wiggly coming in. Like your approach angle was horrible. <laughs> My approach angle was horrible and I like I uh I had a full bladder. I had to go very fast. <laughs> and it was it was it was tough for me to like turn around. <laughs> Cuz a little would dribble out just from the yeah. twist. Well, just, you know, it's painful. It's painful. But I was going to take a photo and say does this remind anyone of Vance trying to get out of last last May to going to Chautauqua when you got stuck in your own pole barn or your own garage? Um, yeah, I did. But that's excellent. Anyways, it was uh it was fun stuff. I was good on the brakes too. Yes. Um right, let's get these plugs done. We haven't even done anything yet. We're horrible at this stuff. Yeah. All right. This show is brought to you by Fat AZ Musky Products. Fatazmusky.com is the website. I checked through stuff um just right before the podcast. I updated some things that needed updated. Uh, inventory, everything I believe that you can order, I'm sure I'm going to be proved wrong, is in stock, which is part of the reason why I updated the website. Um, so you can find what's left of the show colors on the website. If you're looking for standard colors, I would go to Team Rhino Outdoors. He has standard colors and Musky Tackle Online. He recently got a shipment of more standard colors. Uh, also, another note is Team Rhino Outdoor has some of his exclusive colors. So if you're looking for baits there, but for rod holders, there's only one place. That's fatazmusky.com. Setting up uh, setting up boats, that seems to be the thing. Like right now, the baits, more so than baits, I'm going to say. It, it's It's kind of shifted to rod holder season, helping people out, asking questions, giving advice. And, um, you know, all that stuff. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. Uh, you can find uh, contact information on our website or through our social media, which is Facebook and Instagram. I think that's about all I'm going to say about AZ. So someone talk Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guide, mcfishingguides.com. Fishing in Pennsylvania through the end of May here. And then we, uh, Start up on Chautauqua Lake in New York. Uh, I think everything's all booked up that I'm going to do, and Vance and I are going to do here in Pennsylvania. And uh, mm-hmm. not a whole bunch uh, early season uh, at Chautauqua. I got some fall stuff, and there's an odd day here and there in like July and August. But uh, if you know when you're coming, get a hold of us. We'll do our best to get you out there. We're going to do a few evening trips when I can, and uh, we'll get you out there and get you on some fish. Wonderful. And when you come uh, fishing with us, you'll be fishing out of Ranger Boats. Shout out to them for sponsoring us. Uh, find all your Ranger Boat needs at Vic Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. Uh, they have Starcraft, Star Welds, Tritons, Ranger Boats, and a used inventory. Uh, they're still not stocking any boats. They all have to be ordered. Um, and I think that goes across the board for uh, all boat manu- boat. Uh, manufacturers and and sellers so uh check them out 
and uh, big shout out to St. Croix Rods uh, for sponsoring us. And we use them, continue to, uh, and they stand the test of time, even with me using them. <laughs> That's funny. So I am right now pulling up. This is kind of late, but as of two days ago, pre-registration um, for the Muskies, Inc. Region 3 Chapter and Challenge uh, has been closed on 420 was the last day I got that in between shows. So I'm a little late with that, but I'm just still going to make the announcement that May 15th and 16th, Racetown Lake, Huntington, Pennsylvania. Um kind of need to pre-register, but there is a Muskies Inc. tournament going on there. Um, let's just say this. If you wanted to go or something, I'm not saying you're going to be able to get in, but contact Matt Dixon, M-A-T-T-D-I-X-O-N at L-E-Z-Z-E-R.com. That is his email address. So um, I'm going to probably say this might be one of our last announcements for that tournament. So if you're interested, please reach out and um, get some more information. And there is one more uh, tournament, if you're into that kind of stuff. Uh, this is the Kerwinsville Lake Muskie Challenge. Uh, it is on May 22nd, 2021, at the Kerwinsville Lake Recreation Area. Get a hold of Cody uh, at cfye32 at gmail.com or 8142362320 to register. Registration fees are $40 for adults, $30 for youth, that's 16 and under. Uh, guaranteed payouts uh, for one, two, and three. Um, 500, 300, 200 bucks for all those places, and there's plenty of giveaways. So, Kerwinsville Lake Muskie Challenge, May 22nd. Check it out. Very nice. So, let's see here. I also want to make another announcement about our bait review. Um, We're going to be wrapping up taking any more baits. We have a really nice selection here uh, that have come in. There have been a couple couple, uh, bait makers that have reached out to us that we will... We've already had discussions. If their baits show up, we're going to accept them, but... As of right now, any other bait maker that was thinking about it that hasn't previously talked to us, as of this show airing, we are going to probably have to put that on hold for maybe next year or something. Um, We got more baits than I thought we were going to get. So kind of like a quick rundown of what we're doing, if anyone here doesn't know what what I'm talking about. Um, We are going to do bait reviews casting baits, trolling baits. We are going to get these baits, run them, and just give an honest, unbiased review, not comparing it to any other bait, just how we feel they run. Um, We're going to break down the fit and finish, price range, construction, um, the strengths of the bait, where we would run them. Um, It's not so much... If they caught a fish or didn't catch a fish, it's going to be this crankbait has a tight wiggle action. It's a medium diver. We felt that its strong place and our spread is going to be on this rod, this many feet back. We really like it for this early summer trolling bite. You know, something. That was just an example. 
but something like that. Or, you know, I'm looking at some gliders that we have right now. You know, this glider has a really nice, easy, uh, nice tap, and it just glides really far. This one has a really nice belly belly roll on the descent. Um, all right, now that now that we're all back on the phone, it it's going to be an honest review of different bait makers and um, what we. That's what we're striving for. We have a spreadsheet here that we're gonna a worksheet, I should say, where we're gonna break this stuff down. And at the end of, uh, you know, we're still working out the details how we want to present the show. But right now, what we're thinking is we might take two or three baits and highlight three baits. We're just gonna group them together, um, and then after that, after that show, we're gonna talk about them. We're gonna plug the manufacturers. We're just going to do, you know, a good, solid, honest review of these things. Then we're going to go ahead and put them up for sale. We're not keeping them. We're not pocketing any money. The money raised is going to go feed the minnows from Muskies, Inc. Um, so that's kind of our, our little thing that we're doing with this. So it's going to a good cause and hopefully shedding some light on some of these bait makers who looking at these things, there was a lot of work that went into these baits. So we really appreciate the people that have donated, people that have reached out, but we have to draw a line somewhere or we're going to be nothing but a bait review show. Um, this is what we're going to do for this year. You know, we're going to see what happens for next year, but um, anyone that has contacted us that said they were going to ship us baits, if you're planning on doing it, please do it sooner than later so we can start breaking these um, into groups that kind of have a really neat rounded out bait review show um so we just know what we're working with all right that kind of caught us up with that i'm going to probably say this expect the first the first of the donated bait reviews it's probably going to drop sometime in june we're going to have some good warm warm water hopefully um and some time for all three of us to run these so that's kind of our schedule and then we're going to follow them up until it'll probably take us I'd probably say we might be able to get into August with with shows if we're doing them every, you know. We're gonna have we're gonna have more than a couple shows, let's just say that much. And um Yeah, so that's our timeline, if anyone's wondering. So um guys, have you been fishing? Yes. Todd, have you been yep. fishing? Yeah. Yep, not the last few days, but five five days in a row there uh is, is anything is anything popping on this roller coaster ride of spring is well we're dealing with low water it's kind of a pain you know very limited places we can launch fishing is a little different lots of places it's you you know fishing shallow water just pre-spawn post-spawn spawn stuff and uh you know there's a lot of humps and stuff that i've fished that <laughs> i can't get up on them you know i pulled up onto one and you know your you boat your, stopped well you, you take your big motor and if you put your big motor up you can't you know what used to be three or a four foot hump is now a two foot hump and it really it's 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 made a little different the weeds are are right up to the surface but yeah launching's the biggest issue there's you know it's a there's fishing a pretty big pine mattoon is a pretty big lake and so the boat launch in the south takes me about 
48, 50 minutes to get there. It's, you know, 40 miles from my house. If I go to the other end, it's 63 miles or something. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, uh, and those are, you know, I, I do, I have seen some people launching some boats at some of the other launches, but I, I know it's not, it's all, it's all fine getting out when it's nice and calm. But I mean, I think Vance got into a situation, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, if the wind kicks up and you're trying to drive through two feet of water and there's a two foot chop and you can't steer with that little motor and uh, you put your big one down and it's hitting, I mean, you're screwed, you know, so you got to mm-hmm. have some water launch and there's just not that many. It's not made for boats quite like ours when yeah feet of water out of the lake todd maybe you can shed some light on this i don't mean to cut you off why is such a big lake like so like not that a 20 horse is like a restrictive motor but it does cut down on any major anything big in 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 the boat world so it kind of restricts who's actually on there what what was the thought of of that i mean i know it's a reservoir but yeah do do you know the reason you know, it's, it's just the, the state park, they, they they just want to keep it a fishing lake, you know, as they've done with all the state parks, you know. Think of the very limited, uh, unlimited horsepower lakes we have here, you know. I, I wouldn't call them fishing lakes, uh, or fishing-friendly lakes, we'll put it that way, you know. <laughs> no, it is just difficult. Be, yeah, you know, they're just, you know, you, you'd have people, it's close enough to you know, you, you'd have people doing whatever, and there's no way to, I don't know how they would do it. And if they put a speed limit on there, uh, you know, so you could run your big motor, that's something they've always talked about, but who's going to pay attention to that, you know? Uh, the the person yeah. who's receiving a $250 fine? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be ready to go to... I'll be ready to go to New York, you know, when, when, when you're like done fishing, you want to fish somewhere. I'm like, okay, so let's head back now, you know, at a whopping 6.5 miles an hour. You, know? <laughs> just, mm-hmm. like, you end up just trolling around everywhere or, you know, it, it's, uh, I think I could catch some fish casting the lake too. There's weed beds, but you know, when they're eight miles apart, uh, you just pick one and fish it. How do you run down? I would love to run around a little bit, but that's just the way the lake is. But they do there, so that's what you got to do. But but it definitely holds you back. Yeah. Okay, Vance, what were you saying about the shallow waters? Uh, Yeah, you were saying, is anything popping this spring for you? And I was going to say metal off the... uh, Off the sandbars? (laughs) (laughs) Off my bra. Yeah. Yeah, I did did see that. You polished it very nicely on on that kicker's foreblade. Yeah, it is very smooth. About an inch and a uh, half up from the tips, it's nothing mm-hmm. but bare aluminum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. skag has is a very nice patina from mm. beach glass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got stuck. And, um, you know, alluding to what Todd was saying, you know, there was a two-foot chop. I was in two foot of wa- water, maybe even less. less. And in the... Uh, you know, you're driving in, boom, all of a sudden I hit bottom because you go up in the trough and down and it kills my motor. I lose power. So I'm like, oh, crap, what do I do? And uh, I um, I fired up the big motor and I immediately got stuck there. And um, yeah, you can't put it in the water. You can't put it, you in, can't the put water. it in the water. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, 
the next these these launches they are are kind of small they're all like two two spots you know you can put two boats in at one time and uh it it because they're very small in space in space and there's some boulders and things like that uh dropped around them that act as sort of a break wall or protectant um unfortunately the way the wind was blowing this this time i was not uh being protected at all so you know, I'm dead in the water there. I have clients on the boat and I'm being pushed around, um, you know, n- not towards the dock, of course, the not wrong towards way. safety. I'm going towards the rocks. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, I sat there and I, and I remember like blacking out for like two seconds. Like, this is so me. This is, this is just how it's going to go. And then I like snapped back into, into action and was like, okay, everybody move up front, get up on the front of the boat quick. Like I need these motors to not be dragging on the ground. That's what they're acting as a pivot now. And we're turning into these rocks. Uh, but so after some like maneuvering and if you could imagine like seesawing, uh, I got free and got in uh, to the launch. And it was, it was like a, a, a very bittersweet goodbye to the clients because they had caught their fish and learned a lot. And my boat was just completely effed. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to be like, yeah, thank you. You know, thank you so much for coming out. And like, meanwhile, I'm thinking like, I just, it's two weeks old. (laughs) This thing's two weeks old. I just like destroyed it. The thing was, is, so I was, uh, when I was trying to like get out of there and get some power, it was just sucking up the bottom of the lake. I mean, you're, you're, it, it clogged, you know, there was no more P stream out of these motors. And after they left, I was so, so mad that this happened. Um, did you bite a sweatshirt a, throwing it back to four years ago? I actually told Todd that I was very yes. close to doing that. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for more dental work. Give me this shirt. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, so I pull I put it up on the trailer and no P streams coming out. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. You don't know how clogged it is at that point. I still can't see the bottom of it. Um like of of where the uh the water's being sucked in. So I put it on there and in anger I just floor it as hard as I can. And um, you know, the trucks being pushed up a little bit that probably has something to do with the brakes as well, but, um, it's shooting up water so much that it looks like a Shamu show. Like there's friggin' water everywhere. It shot up <laughs> onto the friggin' the, almost onto the road of where I was launching. Um, and after I did that, it, all that silt, it, it broke free and I started to have a P stream again on both motors. So I was happy about that. So, so you fixed it in, in a fit of rage. Yes. Okay. And there was a, uh, there was a gentleman behind me that I knew, uh, wanted a mask. He, he was coming in as well. And I kept flagging him to like back up, back up, back up. And then I hammered it down. I mean, you're talking about like probably four foot of water down at its best in this reservoir. 
when you were looking at there's there's like causeways and dams on these things and you can see these water levels and you know you might be like yeah that's like two feet yeah oh man it's down like a foot and a half no when you go up there you can lay down and it's like four feet that's how far down this lake is that's a heck ton of water and uh so not that it like messes with it all it messes with is launching and things like where todd talks about like i like this hump yeah where yeah. you know that's what it messes with yeah there, 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 there's one little bay that i've caught a good many fish in early season and uh over the years and i, I can't i can make it maybe one fifth of the way in that bay and it turns into one and a half feet of water you know mm -hmm. which normally is a few feet it's shallow but that's where some of the fish are so i haven't even gotten up in that bay i think yeah. i think there's fish up in there you know i, I know there are because i talked to guys that were casting uh you know but we yeah. don't always have the opportunity to cast you know they're catching them in a foot of water they're, they're up on the same humps they're used to going to you just you can't get at them trolling and i'm not really comfortable drifting around in a foot and a half of water to be honest you know in in my yeah <laughs> yeah it's interesting it, the couple of days that i casted there and we had some great success on uh the all white raptors and uh in the stingers it was it was a fun fun time but i was being uh i was in like one foot of water and then boom i finally hit this hole and with that Minn Kota or or your uh, or your motor guide, you can hit that anchor button, and you can be in that that like little tiny hole that you found that might be like three foot, four foot of water, and just stay in there with that that anchor feature, and then cast up into the shallows around it, and uh, you know just have to worry about you know getting out of there eventually. Um, but that was. That was like what I, that's what I was doing. It was, it was, uh, it was interesting. So. Okay. So I guess I got, I got two, two ways I want to go with this one, but I want to say, why is the lake down so much? Did they draw it down anticipating a spring runoff and we just never got it? A pipe froze. Oh, Okay. Two in a year. <laughs> I have no idea why I mean, it's I, done. I mean, I know that like we've had like really, n like not like drag them out soaker kind of days. It's just been like really annoying, like pin needle mist. Yeah, and hail. Uh, I mean, there, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. It's, it's it, you know I've lived in my house now 20 years, and I'm I'm cutting grass places that I never get into till june we, we are behind on water i mean streams are low but i you know i drive by like marine state park it looks absolutely normal there but you know mm -hmm. is, i know chautauqua is very low still which that's mm -hmm. wonderful uh, mm -hmm. supposedly it's going to come back up to level they did some work or something and they're going to let it fill back in but uh, like the size of climate tuning it's just odd that, that 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 to me that's low when you have lake erie that's what straight line 20 30 miles away and it's three feet high all the whole great lake system <laughs> that yeah. makes sense but i guess just because it's so dry i don't know 
yeah, I, I wasn't sure if that was, you know, Pomatuning is one of those lakes for me that it sucks to get to. It sucks to get to because there's no major highway to get there. Not that I'm yeah. complaining about that, but it's like an hour drive. Like, because yeah. I, the way I have to go, it's just like, it's either you snake back roads and it takes the same amount of time. It's yeah. shorter. Or I drive a lot further distance on highways that don't really take me close to it. No, you make a big L. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, yeah. I stay away from it for, you know, for that's part of one of, one of the reasons. And so I never really followed it much. But is it does it have a gate system on it? Or is it just, you know, are they plugging yeah, it up a little bit? bit? It's got, yeah, it's got one of those big gates and an overflow thing there. Uh which they were just working on that not too long ago too, but uh, I'm the dam. I don't know. It's low. Yeah. So it's, it's fine once you get out there, as, as as Vance said, but it just it limits where you can go. It's and the, the launches just aren't made for. They're made for boats with twenties, and you know they were Jimmy's. state park launches. Yeah. Yeah. Fourteen yeah. foot boats and. Yeah. And our, our lake here, Moraine State Park, it's right near my house. I mean, there's really one launch I can go to safely with a boat of my size. Of the eight on there, I, I you know, you just can't launch. The docks aren't long enough. The, you know, they're just not made for 18 or 20-foot 20, or 20 boats. With <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, you know, there's obviously there's probably some really good explanation for this, but... Pomatuning is a very dangerous lake in the wind and it like limits you to having a smaller boat as you guys have, you know, pointed out several times. And like there was a, there was a year or two that I tried to fish it and and learn it. And like every time I would, my dad would be like, it's a dangerous lake. Just be careful. And I'm like, huh? And like, you can get four (laughs) to six footers on it. It's, it's a giant lake. It's like 17,000 acres for Mm -hmm. us. It's giant. Yeah. It, and it's shallow, so you, they, they come at a, a fast frequency. Yep. It lays kind of north and south. North and south, know, east and west, because it's like a seven shape. Or you Yeah, know. but you know, the main lake, you get that wind blowing the whole way down there. Oh, there's lots of, yeah. My grandpa never, my grandpa never took me to that lake when I was a kid. We went and fished from shore, but he never took the boat mm-hmm. uh, because of the dangers, you know. My uncle was a game warden up there, and he knew how many people he was you know how many times they were going out to get people that like every year people die oh yeah the you know just because and 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 people are out there in two small boats my my uncle lost his first wife fishing accident boat capsized you know they're in a little 12 foot boat boat capsized she was it was in the spring she was wrapped up in a blanket and uh not where you want to be when you hit the water no and uh but it, that, that, that's why people are up there in very small little boats so they can run around. But <laughs> I, I, I use the big motor if I need to. Uh, oh, you have absolute a, a case if they want to take you to court. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've already talked to the DCN Army, and I've had to do it a couple times, especially with people. Get stuck in a lightning storm. I'm not going to ride around six miles an hour. And we're going back. <laughs> Find me, you know. what? But, you know, it, it's just... Uh, yeah, it's just the way it is. Yeah, just because it's legal doesn't mean it's very ethical in those certain <laughs> situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
kind of getting back to um, Vance and his his method of fixing a mudded up motor. Isn't it amazing just how much water those motors can push when you actually like can get a visual on what's happening? It's unbelievable. It's in, I mean, because it's it's real easy just to kind of figure, just to be like, yeah, I put the boat in gear. I push this forward and the boat moves. And if I push it fast, the boat sets me back in my seat and we get up on yeah. plane and it's nothing. But when you trim up and you like, like you have the, on the trailer, like I, I can't think of a situation where someone would put it against a rock to try this, but on the trailer and you trim up a little bit and you actually just give it a little blurp in gear, uh-huh. just how much water gets moved by that prop. Mm-hmm. It's mind boggling. Oh yeah. You see some I mean, of the shows, shows that, I mean, you need it because of the resistance. You think of all that water and how fast, you know, when you're going 45 miles an hour, uh, how fast the boat stops. Like when you, yeah, it stops within, when you pull into the dock, I can be going 45 and within 40 feet, I'm at trolling speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, it slows down instantly. And, and and like you, st- I start looking at like the power consumed just to overcome the inefficiencies. So yeah. like at best, you're going to be running like ten to fifteen percent, like reduced efficiency over land. So mm-hmm. like that, the whatever like Vance's motor, two hundred fifty horsepower, that that could literally be like two hundred and twenty five horsepower, two hundred and twenty horsepower on land. Like just yeah, because the, a, the water eats it. Yeah, it's a V six engine, and you're running those things wide open. How often do you run your? You don't just drive around in your car. <laughs> no, well, I don't know I, anyone I, that does. Go. Put it to the floor. I really like driving Andy around thinks, in gear one. Andy thinks I r- drive like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's not true. <laughs> well, the jury's still out on that one because. I've been in you there several smashed, times. You have a smashed li- little Debbie's to prove it. Well, that and there's also a mailbox that someone probably found that was un- unpleased with what happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That was hilarious. There's also a ditch that someone had to pull you out of. That's very true. <laughs> very true. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a tree that someone decided to drive through the canopy. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that happens. <laughs> All those deer you like to smash into. <laughs> Woo! Damn. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, we, you were talking. We were talking about that. How much water that like really pushes? It would be neat to see the underground, like underwater view of what's happening when you're driving by and all that disturbance uh, happening under the water from that exhaust. It's really interesting. Um, I really enjoy seeing like some of those saltwater shows, like in like the beginning, like the little yeah. thing, they'll, they'll show the prop sitting there and you'll, it'll <laughs> kick into gear and you'll see the bubbles do the twist. The bubbles, yeah. But like when you, when you do the whole shot, like when you're whole shot in the boat, that has to be like the equivalent of like an 80 mile an hour gust out of nowhere for a fish. 
Like, it, like we're, we're like, say you're standing in a field, and all of a sudden, like this wind just hammers you to knock you over. And you're like, where did that come from? Yeah, the <laughs> amount of like prop spin that's there, it it's nuts. I'm trying to remember. Was it a was it a MythBusters or something to where it was a myth? One MythBusters, they tried to see if like those helicopters that suck up the water to to go dump on forest fires had enough suction to suck up a scuba diver because I'm sure you guys have heard that tale where they were walking through a national forest and they found a dead scuba diver sitting in the middle and they're like how did this get here and the story went that the helicopter came down to suck up water and dump it out to put out the fire and they sucked up a scuba diver and he fell to his death in the fire oh my never heard that you never heard what of a it? way to go no but i i think that they busted the. i can't remember how it yeah. went but yeah it, it's kind of like all the videos you see now on on any internet site and you're like your first thing is that's fake yeah and uh i mean i don't know if it was real or not but that was like the story that went around i don't know 20 years ago and they were trying that and i think they had like some johnson evinrude motor on a like hooked up into a swimming pool with a like a big tube on the end of like the prop, like the prop spun in it. And they just wanted to recreate how much suction the helicopter would be able to pull up. And if that's enough to hold the weight of a human body person. Yeah. And you just like, when they, when they got, when they like gave it the gas, I'm like, wow, that's a column of water. That thing moves. And it wasn't like a giant motor either. It was a midsize motor, <clears throat> but it's, it's astonishing when you actually think about what's actually happening that makes you go vroom every day mm-hmm. and how this stuff holds together. Like how does a prop even not like just bend right over? Mm-hmm. All that power it's... is going through three or four little fins. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I mean, a, a stainless, is there, is there much flex to a stainless? There has to be some, there's right? some, but not as much as aluminum. That's why they're more efficient. Right. Those aluminums, like, really flex hard. Um, Absolutely. Like, on a smaller engine, those aluminums, you're not going to feel it. Like, it's not going to impact your total speed and handling all that much. But when you start getting into the higher horsepowers, there is an absolute advantage of having stainless. This is how it grips just how it doesn't it holds more true to pitch at at full load mm-hmm. um it's it's amazing just how they don't break yeah but yeah it's it's like even thinking about a car just how fast stuff is spinning and you can't even like hear it you could just sit there and turn a knob and you're singing to a song Meanwhile, mm-hmm. there's just fire and fires going, <laughs> fires up. going oh. off, controlled, and it's making yeah. you vroom down the street. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm looking forward to opening up the motors, the big motors, and doing that uh, in a couple months here at, mm-hmm. at Chautauqua Lake. Yeah, for sure. It's coming up quick too. I mean, you guys got like a month. Yeah. I'd say a month, five weeks, five weeks, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause but when's it opening up again? It's the 29th or something. May 29th. Yeah. It'd be about five weeks. Yeah. 
because what today's the twenty second. Everything goes by fast. You know, that's just flu. Just like how I painted those baits the other day. In like an hour, I did 20 of them or something. Yeah, you asked me because so you were getting you were getting your floor put in. Mm -hmm. And you're like, do you have any baits to paint? And I'm like, I think. And you asked if they were primed. And I said, I, I, I believe that I said yes, because I really thought that they were. And you like yeah. turn on the light and you're like, nothing's primed. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess you're right. And you're like, well, I'll there do was it. There two. There were two. Yeah. Okay. Well, that 10% of them. Yeah. And uh, I had to go and, uh, you know, do the whole family routine at night. I came out a couple times to just make sure, you know, things were going. Like nothing was on fire from both sides. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you... You were hammering it out. So why why did you want to paint clown? Uh, I don't know. I just like the way it looks. And I think it's just the, uh, I think it's a great river and uh, reservoir co color for around here. We're dealing with uh, sometimes more stainy water, like brown water, chocolate milk. And uh, I just like the way it looks in the water. You can track it easily. Um, and I think it... Uh, there's enough of a visual there to uh, kind of like give off the gold Rapala look in a very clear day. Uh, kind of what is kind of what the clown looks like in the water in a very, very stainy day and in muddy day where I think that, you know, if I can see it and it's glistening and popping, uh, I think it could trigger a strike. If if I'm fishing and I see clowns swimming around me, I will mm -hmm. sell my boat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a weird color combo. It's white, fluorescent, um, yellow. Or no, chartreuse. white uh, chartreuse, and then like a fluorescent orange. Some people put red on them. I like think it's interchangeable. Red. It's interchangeable. I like the fluorescent orange look, um, so that's what I went with. And they turned out fantastic. You think? I think they turned out really good. Yeah, it it it's a very it's a very clean, simple pattern. And it's yeah. like you look at it and you're like, what like we looked at it and we started picking it apart with like what could we do to add a little spunk and flair to it? But it mm. works just as is. Yes. Even though I really wanted to put more stuff into it. it the fish does not care about. Um, but I think, I think it's just fine. Yeah. They, they, fine. they, they turned out, you, you had a goal, you, and I wasn't there to do any of it. You, you got it all the work and I checked, everything was shut off and put back. So, you know, that, isn't that nice? It's very nice. And I didn't, I didn't clog anything. Uh, no, no gun problem. Well, at least, at least so not, in, not in the paint room. Like, That's a bathroom joke, but anyways. Oh, okay. I have a I six and an eight-year-old. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is bathroom jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, using using those uh, using that that paint that's not metallic is was uh, a lot easier. And, uh, it shoots so, so smooth. Yeah. Yeah. 
The problem is we, I, they, they're, they might not be ready for sale for a little bit because how many dates can go on a wheel? Is it 40 or 42? I can fit 40 on my wheel. Uh-huh. And I'm just now like emerging from the rubble. So of not painting. Of, of not painting. But there's just a whole host of stuff that like I need to stop taking on so many projects and then having them open and like uncomplete for a very long time. And, you know, I just got done essentially, gosh, in the last week I loaded another 400 shells. So I'm, I'm practically done with that. And I say practically because, and I'm point, I'm directing that to you, Vance. Um, Mm -hmm. everyone else is taken care of. So there's that. So most of the shells are, are done and I'm happy. I, I, I got all that out of the way anyone here looking for ammo or reloading supplies good luck to you i'm running low on stuff but i i'm everything's loaded again so i'm good for hopefully another five to ten years so i got that cleaned up you know i got a whole bunch of projects x x is made what are you doing with all these bullets you only need a couple bullets to deer hunt and that's why you're only getting two of yours back okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah crap man i miss the i miss the freaking reload bus i keep saying i'm bringing them over but then like i don't exactly so um no it's i mean you just don't go to the store and buy a bullet for hunting season you buy a box well when you have 400 of one caliber to reload and 300 of another you sit down and do them all um mm-hmm. I I probably I don't even know how many I did. I did not to kind of go off script too much here. I probably loaded a realistic like close to 630-06 shells. Mm-hmm. I did almost 300 204s. 200 about 200 338 wind mags. 300 270 short mags. There's another caliber I'm missing in there. 25 out sixes. That's right. I did like three or 425 super short mags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots, lots, and it's it's a single stage press, so a lot of cycles through that RCBS rock chucker. <laughs> but it's they're done, and they go bang, and I shot a woodchuck the other day with it, so I'm happy. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I had that open ended. I got that wrapped up. Project X's, I made a bunch of them. They're gone, so I'm caught up on all of those. You know, I, it's still it's still a mess in here. But you know, my boat was getting prepped for some my aqua traction. I got the post up on my deck, so now I'm caught up as far as I can go there. Just a whole bunch of stuff, and now, you know, oh gosh. Hogan's Hut's order, show base, oh, yeah. show so, colors. Um, so yeah, that wasn't the only thing you loaded up. You loaded up uh, a very large order for Hogan's Hut. I did drop that off. Holy on, crap! Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I wasn't just gonna sit in because it snowed. Okay. So I I went up and um, proceeded to see that my camper was broken and things like that so what, broke um, like broken like broken or broke in 
No, like broke broken, like Ian. Oh, uh, okay. Not broken into and vandalized yeah. and copper wire removed. Yeah, so like these campers nowadays, they they always like one of the things they'll try to sell you on is like this thing has a power jack. It's got a ten year warranty. All you gotta do is boop, hit this button and you're good. Well, my power jack doesn't work, so I need like a torque uh gun to get this thing to essentially level off. Okay. And so I figured out that that was broke and my rear slide does not uh, come out and that's with a hundred percent battery power. So I was pretty, pretty happy about those motors that work those things. That was excellent. Um, and how about, how about the squirrel and mice population? No, no, none, no, none. So I'm, I'm excited about that, but you know, of course couldn't just be smooth. So those things were broken. Um, but, I went up to check on things and I dropped off that order to Hogan's hut. They should probably have all those hanging up and ready to go. They usually try to do it by like the first week of May to get their musky stuff in there. Um, so you'll be able to uh, get some, some Raptors up there at Chautauqua Lake and uh, all our other baits as well. Um, yeah. So I dropped those off. Sweet. Yeah. So that, we had a couple orders to the online retailers trying to get that done. All the show color baits, um, the website updated and I mowed my grass. Like this is nuts. So in spots, my grass had to have been 10 inches tall In other spots. I don't even know if I have grass. And then the last two days I look out and I'm like, yeah, I could build a snowman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had my do- my daughter will rake, and I would mind that way too. There were some areas that it was very, very thick and clotted up and uh, wadded up, you know. And I said, her, you know, the, just two days ago, I said, "Hurry up, Carrie! You got to got to get it done before dark because we're not going to be able to do it tomorrow because there's going to be four inches of snow." Yeah, yeah. So we got got it all raked up before it snowed. Yeah, it, it, we, we had with, with the dogs, of course it's like really close to the house. So like having big giant grass clipping mats and you have four mm-hmm. paws times two dogs. That's why I, that's why I rank, I, I, I don't really care about it, but it's just such a mess or walk and you know, take a walk out to let our chickens out of the coop or something grass everywhere. It it's sticks nice to like the out. sole of your shoe and then it comes off yeah. in like a big giant flat yeah. Like the same shape of your shoe, it just yeah. comes off in one roll. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> then Vance made several comments about the fifteen yards of mulch that was delivered <laughs> to my house, sitting in a pile. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was one of the first things I noticed because, uh, I I came home like, I forget what what it was. I I did a charter and then I came home and this mulch was on like a fire sale. So I went and bought like 40 bags of it. It was like five for 10. And I like loaded up my, uh, I loaded up the boat and the, and the truck. Okay. So just to, just so everyone understood what Vance just said, he drove the boat to wherever Lowe's Lowe's. He loaded the bed of the truck with 
the bags of mulch and there wasn't enough room. So he used the boat to haul the rest as if it's a utility trailer. There you go. Absolutely. (laughs) You got to adapt on the fly. And then I was like so miserable because it was, you had to climb into a boat to go grab a 40 pound bag of mulch. Well, that, that, but, um, I was just like super miserable because I'd been outside all day getting just like that misty, irritating rain on you and then like it cleared up so i was like i'm gonna go do something because i'm not gonna stop yet today and then i was just unloading those 40 bags in in the same rain that i had just like fished in i was like i hate myself like i just (laughs) and i was so irritated so after you put two thousand pounds of bag mulch in your truck in your boat you're kind of on the hook to unload it Oh, absolutely. Because you're going to need that space the next. You just can't take clients and be like, hey, I stacked three up over there for you. I'm leaving the seats. Vinegary smell. (laughs) Like, that is mulch in the front there. That's that's not (laughs) the casting platform. (laughs) That that helps me keep the bow down in these waves. I track better (laughs) with this extra weight. I put a garden up front for lunch. Don't Don't you appreciate the artistic talent i have um, this big but, yellow rope that i normally string steelhead on i tie it around <laughs> it and throw it out for an anchor yeah so that was crazy but i wanted to you brought up something there about the boat so i did i allude that the batteries on this show that the they, the they batteries changed. are in in the yeah they changed where the batteries are so they're all on the back casting platform Leaving, leading to a heavier back end. There's four batteries in there. Mm-hmm. So the boat kind of, you know, it's draft in the back is, it's maybe an, an inch or two difference, maybe, maybe even more. You put some bodies back there, even more. Um, double-edged sword so far. You know, it led, leads, it's, it's not uh, conducive in shallow water. Not good. <laughs> um, but one of those days, I was getting this amazing uh, crosswind and waves, and they were just kind of coming left to right for me and hitting on that port side. I noticed that I was not taking on as many waves as I normally would like punching waves, having a big, huge mist over the front, even having some water spill into the boat. I noticed that it had a lot lighter front. It was lifting up more, easier, um, because of all those batteries in the front. Now, if you put three trolling batteries up on that deck, I mean, give me a rough weight, Andy. What do you think that is? I mean, you're probably going to be 200 to 240 pounds in batteries. So you got, you're essentially taking a person away from up there. And, you know, when you're, when you're cruising at trolling speeds in these glass boats, we talk about how they sometimes take on water just because they're so heavy and they sit, this is actually lifting a bit easier and is higher in the front. And I'm not taking on as much spray, which is, uh, which is, which is neat. Something new. It, it's definitely a different way to um, balance the boat out. 
and like you said, the double-edged sword, it's, it's always going to be this. If you have like a heavier front end, your boat's probably going to track nicer, but there's, you know, it, it leads to, you know, you're punching waves a little bit more. You're, you're more exposed. Um, you put everything in the back. Now your nose high and probably not to the point of one thing that drives me insane. I'm going to go a little bit off topic. You see, I see guys drive like this. I've seen people in like commercials and on TV drive like this. What's the deal with the people driving their pleasure boats at almost a planing speed, but not quite. And the boats like sitting at like a 60 degree angle, nose upward. And the driver's like standing straight up, looking over the bow. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like it's, it's like yeah, the I mean, worst that, plow like, that you can ever do instead no, of giving we, we it just a little bit more and getting it up on plane and not having to giraffe neck up and over. I don't know, but that's the way you're supposed to do it. Not be able to see and look extremely contorted and have a five foot V weight coming off the back. See how big your weight is. That's exactly yeah. that. I, I can't, I can't stand that because I, there's no reason for it. How can any passenger think that that's a fun ride? But anyways, yeah, especially the people in the bow that like are experienced. Like, cause they're sliding backwards. Like, what? yeah, I don't know. But you know, that that's kind of that effect by putting more weight towards the back. And, uh, you know, that th- there could also be some, Increase in top speed too, getting less wetted haul up front. You know, there's mm-hmm. you're going to find out when you get that big motor broke in and and actually be able yeah. to go. But it's neat that they made that little change. I know, like my boat, I have my three batteries under my casting deck, but my fuel tank is under my my front deck. And there's a big difference between when it's topped off and when it's you know the bottom third, bottom quarter in, in speed or in like overall, control. like I can feel it. Like I can feel yeah. like when it's, when it's topped off, the boat tracks really nice because the, you know, you got the keel in the water holding everything, you know, it's whatever, 34 gallons of gas, maybe 34 at six pounds a gallon. You know, there's 200 pounds there. You remove a hundred say you can move 150 pounds from it. Well, that's, 150 pounds out of the bow. Yeah. And you know, my boat is not gigantically big. So that's, that's a bigger percentage never, of weight. Ever heard of, I, ne- I didn't realize you're, I never heard of a gas tank being in a, a front like that. It's under my, yeah. So if you open up my, um, rod locker, my rod mm-hmm. locker only has one row of tubes because if you then remove the little full floor underneath that, that's my fuel tank. The well, whole, like the length of it. that's interesting being up front there it is and that's that's a complaint they probably did it they probably did it for you know they were probably just trying to balance out the boat right like i would say and it's also you know to have a fuel tank it's it's nice to have some depth and just kind of feeling around the boat i think they tried to maximize out the amount of space inside so like the inside molded hull there's not a lot of gap at any spot in between the inside and the outside hall. And if you like look through in the bilge area, it's very thin as well, like airspace. So that was like the place they could put it. And it's, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. 
I mean, I have no problem running it at half tank and just kind of having a mix of it, but Which, I can yeah, absolutely feel a difference um, yeah. when it's when it's very low on fuel versus when it's not. I mean, it can be, you know, three, four miles an hour difference at top speed. That might be where they have them in all the bass, in, in like bass boats too, because there, there wouldn't be enough floor space under the... They you could, know, or they they have a big enough deck in the back. They might be able to put it right. Or they up might have it back there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah. I wasn't even. You're theorizing. I, yeah, everything that I've, every boat that I've had, which the, you know, it was like sort of right in the same spot every time. I yeah, like cranks, crank right in the back there, and trolling motor batteries up front. Yeah, that's how mine went too. Yeah. And, but, but I really enjoy. I really like that less spray factor. That was really. It's really cool. Probably on the cold days that helps out. Absolutely. Yeah. Who doesn't like taking Absolutely. a bath and, you know, forty degree air temp? Yeah. I saw that you had your uh, buddy heater in there. Absolutely. I mean, it's freezing. <laughs> So you got like a, essentially a, a a boat tent with you all the time. Do you ever take yeah. it down? Not even no. I and I've you know I've I've also I talked about this. I keep that uh, at least the shaded part, the bimini part, up at all times, even when we're casting. Um, couple reasons: uh, sun protection and also lure protection. I feel like I'm not going to get hit. Uh, you know, oftentimes Todd and I talk about how we don't, you know, unless it's just like one other person, it's, we're in the middle of the boat. We're making sure people are doing, uh, working the lures correctly and, and paying attention to them rather than catching fish. And, uh, so I feel safe under there. Uh, I keep it up. What it leads to is me having to like net fish, uh, at the front of the boat. Uh, which is is annoying at times, um, because it's the taller side. Uh, but you know, and if a fish goes, and and we we talk about like you know, if a fish runs, more than likely the, the our clientele is not going to know how to jump that windshield uh, where we we would. Uh, you know, it's just kind of natural to follow that fish around the boat, um, but. Uh, has it, has it ever bit like bit me in? No, it hasn't. It hasn't like done that. The only pain about it is having the net to fish in the front. That's it. Yeah. Um, has anyone hit it with a bait? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Tears were, were put in there and, uh, replaced. Okay. That could have been my head. Could have been your face. Yeah. yeah. I often think about that time Todd had that just horrific hookup. And I think about that when I'm under there sometimes. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, that thing that thing stays up. Yeah. So um Todd, did you get a new fish finder or something? I, I want to re- didn't you do a couple little upgrades or something to your boat as well? Yeah, I mean it's the same fish finder. It was just turning on by itself, and uh, 
was the new hummingbird ghost. Yeah. It was just on Ooh. all the time. Yeah. So if we put a new one up front and I turned it on. Uh, and it turned on? It's working. And it's just staying off right now. So we'll see how long that lasts. It's the third time that this has happened. So Yeah. So something that I like to do, and I mean, not everyone. Repeat. What's that? Repeat. Repeat. Yeah. 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 Um, another guy I know just picked up a boat and he's rigging it up with a fish finder and he asked me the question and it's just, it's crazy how like all this timing, like Todd put one on, he's putting one on. He asked the question, does, do I put it on a switch like an accessory switch? I put all my trolling motors on an accessory switch to where, um, you cannot turn them on and off unless the switch is turned on. Mm-hmm. So if I have my bow mount and my my uh, console on, at the end of the day, I can just hit the toggle on the dash and they both shut off. And mm-hmm. how how I came to that was back in my 14-footer days when I had my Eagle 480s. If anyone remembers Eagle brand, like Lawrence, I think, eventually dissolved that company. But, um, I'd go out there and try to go fishing and my battery's dead and, but I wouldn't know it because everything was shut off. And the reason it was shut off is because it turned on by itself, drained the battery when I wasn't using it and then died because it just, it used all the juice sitting there. Um, so since then I just said, okay, they're on a switch. So I have my bow mount and my console on the same power switch and, it's just simple as I get in the boat, you kind of do your checklist. All right, time to turn on the graphs. I hit the switch, hit on, turn the key, you know, do your whole deal, fire up the motor. But you can have a unit that just turns on by itself. And I, I mean, this is the first I'm hearing of hummingbirds doing it. Uh, my Lawrence, well, my Eagles were doing it. Um, but the units would function just fine. The only thing is that they just wake themselves up and, start pinging off the cement. Um, But I solved that just by not letting him have any power. Is that a, is that a bad thing for a fish finder? I don't think it's bad for it. It's, it's not good if you're trying to start your motor the next day and it's been going for a week straight. I've seen some people like questions come up to topic. You pull your boat while your graphs are still on. You obviously hear that. of that frequency. It's like a tick, a very fast uh-huh. ticking. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that bad, uh, for your fish finder? What's your opinion? I, I, I haven't done any research, so I could be wrong on this, but I'm going to say, I can't see how it's doing anything different than if it was in the water. It's just trying, it's making it sound, trying to get the echo and then compute it into something on the screen. I can't see how it's going to hurt it. It's just sitting there doing its, its deal. That's, that's, I could be wrong. It's essentially just not getting a return. It's getting a return, but it's, it's something different. Water, the yeah. sound travels better. And if it's out there, you know, whatever, and it's just shooting through air, it just, it might not be getting a return. It might be getting a return that it just says everything is at four feet. Cause that mm-hmm. seems to be the number that mine likes to be at when it's going off in the garage was four foot, 4.1 mm-hmm. feet. Mm-hmm. But, 
does it hurt them? I, I haven't heard or seen anyone that says, yeah, my graph quit working because, because the transducer was clicking out in the air. It's not like a water pump from an outboard that it needs the water or it's going to burn up and melt. Yeah. At least that's what I think. I could be wrong. I have done no research on it. But. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So. Um, I guess something else that like we want to hit on real quick is. Uh, we we've already we've said a couple times that, you know, Vance was over here for a specific reason and stuff. Um, Vance, do you want to kind of both you and I jumped on ship, you know, my, mm-hmm. boat, my boat needed new flooring, but yours, you, you kind of got where yours was like what a week or two old and you decided to, uh, to get the new flooring and stuff. Do you want to give us a quick rundown? Uh, we're going to talk about it more here in the future, but we, we don't really yeah, have so any time I, on I, it. Uh, I, yeah. Um, we don't have time on it. Um, but I met uh, this gentleman, Nick, uh, who worked for AMF Aqua Traction at one of the uh, uh, shows, and he reached out for a business relationship, and uh, we took the you know the the steps to uh, to move forward with that, Um, and things got a little delayed here and there uh, with boats and I guess product, you could say COVID-related excuses. Um, but I really like this, this flooring, um, that he was, that he was, uh, selling. So, um, outside of that, I ripped the carpet out of my boat on the bottom of it because we don't like carpets. Todd's boat's sweet because it has no carpet. Mine still does, um, rip it out. So you kind of have this, uh, base, uh, kind of like a sea decking rough, rough in thing that, that, ranger does uh for for a flooring on the uh the angler series so it's kind of rough to stand on it's like if you're standing on concrete all day or carpet um so it's 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 kind of night and day like that so i I really enjoyed it for that functionality and that's what i really wanted it for um but there's there's a plethora of other things that it's good for um the uh the grip factor obviously the uh the soreness at the end of the day factor, the easy cleanup. Um, uh, it's very, very clean looking. The lines are very precise. Um, I got a big muddy Creek decal on there. Uh, it looks really, really professional. Um, and I actually got where there's not track on the gunnels and this extends all the way up on the casting platform, uh, little strips there for when people are boarding the boat, they have a nice, something grippy rather than just, you know, shiny fiberglass to step on. So, um, I'm, I'm, uh, at, at first sight, I was really impressed with it, having it in the boat for a couple of days and not really stepping on it and using it from a fishing standpoint, uh, really impressed with it. And it's not like we are out there limiting out on walleyes and throwing them on the floor. You know, we're catching muskies and they don't, generally hit the floor so i'm not too worried about fish slime or anything like that but when i was shoveling the snow out of the boat yesterday uh and when it was uh kind of uh soaking in and and porous and soaking in that that water um it it was very grippy so it was uh it was neat another thing i noticed like just from standing in it and like uh 
you know, grunting and MFing because I was taking snow out of the boat. There, the sound was like more dense. It, 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 I think it's going to deaden the sound of some of the things in the boat as well. That's something I never thought of, but it absolutely yeah, should. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess new carpet would have like a loft similar to that to where it's it's actually like it's it's a shock absorber. It's absorbing that mm-hmm. moving around. Um, but this this should have it all the time. Yes. You know, it's um, it's it's a foam product. It's a closed cell foam product. And, you know, I can't see it like. I mean, I'm going to have a spot that's absolutely smashed down because I, my captain's chair, I took the eight screws and just sunk them home and it, it's, it bit the, the seat base right into it. But that's, that's a little bit different than someone walking on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's some neat stuff. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, giving a, a good report back when I actually can not walking around it in my socks, putting things in while my kids are yeah. jumping up and down and. And, and how old is your boat? Like an 04 or something? 2003. So an 03. Yeah. And that, that flooring you put in it, I mean, it looks like a brand new boat. It's almost it, the flooring. I sent a picture to Todd. And, and Todd, you can be honest if you think that, that you mm-hmm. agree with me on this. It almost, it makes my boat look dated. That to you me, think it, it looks it, dated? It, I think, yeah, like the flooring is so new and so like modern looking that it makes makes my hall look like old. You know, wow. like you know what I mean. Like if you like, I don't know. Like you, you have a truck that might be five years old, and you put some brand new rims on it, and you're like, yeah, those rims look incredible. But it kind of doesn't uh, fit my truck. Like it's almost too good for my boat. Nah. You you think I'm a little weird with that? I think yeah, you're a little I, weird with that because you can do that comparing to flooring. Just like in general, to, to all the uh, yeah, I mean, from the outside of your boat, you can't tell. I mean, other than unless you know the styles of Rangers and stuff. Yeah, I I, I, I was uh, interested to see. I got to see Andy's boat when you took the, or I saw another boat down at Vix where they were doing it too, and they took the floor out because. So when I bought my boat, I don't even know if they still have it available, but it was the Intercoastal series, and it was an option. I paid a good bit of money to not get carpet and I could never figure out why that, why that was the case, you know, uh, because you take the, the floors of the boats, I'll have that snap in carpet. All of them have a snap in carpet now. And most of the guys fishing that I know that never even put that carpet in. So it snapped out of the hall there, or the, the main cockpit there. And, uh, but it, it's, you know, it has what, like a, I would call it like almost like a little light diamond finish on, on it or something. Like a little, like a grippy finish. Yeah, a little bit of uh, texture. Like texture. Well, you know, the, the boat that I, the, when I ordered my boat, it was, it, it had, it had a different texture to it. But, you know, but it's all the, the whole casting deck on the on the uh, casting platform in the back is all done like that but i get to see that when you take that carpet out those uh the lids and all that stuff is not it's finished. not the same material as yeah as it, what it, it, is. It, yeah it, it's not finished they didn't do anything to it they just yeah. wrapped the carpet around it. that's why mm-hmm. it was an extra cost because they had to put that finished texture 
on the whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, that just goes back to why the hell is there carpet on boats? It just does not make sense to me. Mm-mm. No, and you really don't think about it until until you... Uh... Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's 2021. I mean, the 2022 models are going to be coming out, and there's still carpets on boats. Like brand new. There's boats. always going to be carpet. carpet. There's are they going to work with? Are, are they going to work with this company enough that they can I think save, it's going to be an option. Yeah, that, that they can actually make it an option. Yeah, I, I mean it's smart to do that. Warrior jumped onto it, so it is an option. Um, yeah, yeah, they did that, and you know they so, should I mean, definitely it, do it, that. I don't know. Essentially, should take the cost. I mean, the cost might be a little bit more, but not as much as getting that flooring installed because they don't have to put carpet on it. Well, that's what I'm. I'm so like, I don't, we've, ne- we've never been to Flip in Arkansas and seen how they were are making them. Mm. But you would think that there would be less man hours in not carpeting and sanding down the fiberglass or whatever if they were just going to lay something over it it makes sense but of course there's probably some something in there that's it's it's different yeah i mean i i think that it it could be i could see it being a a small price increase yeah but i don't know from a manufacturing standpoint if that small price increase will just be because it is not the typical option like it might, right. it might actually cost less to do it, but it's just, oh, it's yeah. $300 upgrade. Um, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I got to see, you know, my carpet was tired and it's easy to rip out when it's had whatever, 18 years worth of standing and grit and sun and rain and all that stuff. And a lot, I, I can't believe how much silt, like dirt carpet holds mm-hmm. just ripping all that stuff oh, out nice. but yeah it's it's nice stuff i mean i don't know how much i'm going to use it i mean i'm going to use it every time <laughs> i use the boat i'm talking about how much i'm going to use the boat but um yeah the, i mean we'll we'll get more into it here in the next show or two but um don't think i was complaining about it i was just saying that it almost doesn't seem fitting for for the age of my boat but i i love it um, so far it's, it's, it's really cool. The kids like it. They're running up and down on it. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's nice. And, uh, like Andy said, we're going to talk more about it. And I got a bunch of messages about it already. People are like, tell me that's going to be like $4,500. It's, I think it's, it's very reasonably priced. If, if, if you're, you're redoing something, if, you're, if you were to redo your like entire boat. Yeah. Yeah, and and there's there's some definite there's a lot of options and stuff that you know it's like when I I've recarpeted a couple boats, and when you do the recarpeting, I mean I don't want to go way too far into this. If you're just going to put new carpet on the cockpit, it looks funny from your casting decks. This doesn't look as it's not out of place if you're just like yeah I'm going to do the cockpit where you're standing whatever. 90% of the time, 40% of the time, a majority of your time you're in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're just a complete dedicated caster, then at that point you just, you know, you unless you're to... a bass guy. Exactly. You but know, you, you can, you could, you don't have to do the entire boat. 
That's the cool thing, is and it doesn't really look out of place. So, some neat stuff. But uh, I can imagine carpet being like on back order as well right now. Yeah. Oh, and that's I, I I had this on the tip of my tongue and I forgot about it. Was you know like I think Todd was like, when is this going to be a, a main option on boats? Just think, five years ago, you couldn't, like, there was no option to put track on boats. It was, like, nothing or rails. Yeah. Now it's, now I think the the customers have demanded stuff so much to where I'd like to think that a lot of, like, at least Ranger, I think they're putting a lot of track on boat and much less rails. I'm not, I don't know what the ratio, it'd be only a speculation on my part, but now you have, like, the option. It's there. What route do you want to go? And this very well might just go that way. And um, I don't know. Let's see. Good stuff. All right. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Mm-mm. Yep. Ready for bed. Sounds like a plan to me. So with that said, uh, big thanks to Fat AZ Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Vicks Marine, Ranger Boats, and Aqua Traction. So um, with all that, everyone, I hope you're staying warm. Good weather's around the corner. Thanks for listening, and good luck fishing.